Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the club. How are you doing on this amazing day to be alive? I hope wherever you are that you are feeling well. I'm so excited about today's topic. I'm excited actually about all the topics that we talk about here in the Christian Health Club, but I love when we get into some spiritual meat and just address this part of health, you know, the full package of spirit, mind, and body. So I'm really excited um, to dig into this today. Um, We're going to be talking about hearing the Holy Spirit. And for those of you that have been listening to the Christian Health Club podcast since the beginning, um, I've shared a lot about hearing from the Holy Spirit um, through signs, you know, asking God to show me a clear sign when I needed some guidance. And so some of you might be thinking, you know, like I'm some super tapped in connected spiritual chick, but that is, you know, not always been the case. I guess I kind of am now, but it's been, um, you know, there's been many, many years um, that I have been seeking more in my faith. And I think that by seeking more, and just um, emboldening my relationship with God, I have been emboldened to ask for signs, to ask for guidance. Um, But it wasn't always that way, you know? It wasn't always that way. And I think this is interesting. As I was thinking of this, the verse um, that Paul wrote in both 1 Corinthians and Hebrews came to my mind. Um, And so I'm gonna read it to you. It says, this is from Hebrews 5.12. It says, although by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to reteach you the basic principles of God's word. You need milk and not solid food. So in in another translation, it's like, you are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. I'm like, dang, Paul, that's kind of harsh. You know, he's basically telling um, these people that, you know, you're not ready for the big stuff. You don't even have that. Um, that foundation of knowing God's word. You're like infants, you know, you're just, you're taking, you need to be spoon fed. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking how often Christians stay in like that kind of, I mean, this, this sounds harsh, but that infantile stage in their, in their faith, you know, in not really going beyond accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, Um, you know, like, yes, I accept Jesus, you know, now, you know, now I can go to heaven, you know, (laughs) now I can go to heaven, Um, I'll go to church, and I'll say my bedtime prayers. And sadly, I think a lot of Christians never progress beyond that, they kind of stay in that spoon fed, you know, go to church, sit in the pew, 
let the uh, minister, the pastor, the priest, you know, spoon feed you um, the info and then just kind of go on without really seeking more. You know, I used to be, that used to be me um, for sure. And so it's only when I, um, I really started seeking to be closer to God that I got into some meat, you know, like this. And what so many Christians don't realize is that there is so much out there for us, so much guidance, so much of this abundant life that Jesus told us he came that, you know, we might have life and have it abundantly. And there is this, this place where our earthly realms cross with the, you know, the spiritual realms. But if we are not mature enough in our, in our faith, in our spiritual journeys, we might miss that. And so there were times over the years that the Holy Spirit was talking to me, giving me guidance, but I didn't recognize it. I didn't recognize it. I didn't, I didn't really know what it was. And so I wanted to share that with you today because first of all, I think it's so important that we share these stories. You know, they're so uplifting to know, like it, it just gives us this, this amazing sense of God when we share these stories and hearing from him and having this personal relationship, but also to encourage you, you know, um, to be listening and receiving and recognizing when God is trying to tell you something. And so it is only now as I look back at some of these times when he was speaking to me that I can recognize it as the Holy Spirit. In the moment, I didn't know. And what made me even think to, you know, do this podcast today is that um, in this month, in September, my husband and I will be celebrating our 20-year anniversary, which just kind of blows my mind that um, I've been married that long, that I'm old enough to be married that long. I also just had my birthday. September's a big month in our house. My birthday, my husband's birthday, our anniversary. So um, we do a lot of celebrating at this time of the year, but we've been married almost 20 years. Um, but I do like to add, and I always do add, that we were together five years before we got married. My husband gets a little irritated when I tack that on. But, um, you know, five years is not insignificant, you women will understand where I'm coming from. So we've been together 25 years. And um, and so as I was thinking, I, at this time of the year, I always think about, you know, um, just our journey, you know, getting together and dating and getting married and all that kind of stuff. And I was, I'm always reminded about how the first time that we ever saw each other. So the first time that we ever saw each other, we were both living in Austin. Okay, I was a going into my gosh, junior, I was about to be a junior in college, going to the University of Texas in Austin. And Brian was just visiting there for the summer. He did not go to school there, but he was visiting for the summer and we lived in the same apartment complex. And so one day we were passing each other in the hallway. Um, I did not know him, but as we were passing each other, I had this overwhelming sense come over me and this thought in my head, and it, it was, it said, this is, this is your husband, this is who you're gonna marry. And it was so alarming, you know, it was so immediate, it was so overcame me in my brain, and it made no sense to me, 
right? Because I, I didn't even know this dude. Not only did I not even know this dude, but I had a boyfriend, you know, I had a really serious boyfriend I had been together with for about four years at the time, you know, and, um, and so it didn't make any sense. And so at that time, I just was like, oh, how strange, you know, what does that mean? Do I have ESP <laughs> or, you know, in Mean Girls, do I have ESPN? Um, no, it was like, what does this mean? Like, is this like some weird foretelling? Like, do I have some supernatural gift? What, what does this mean? Never dawned on me that it, really that it was God. And later when I was describing it to people, I described it as um, love at first sight because I didn't know how else to, to describe it, but it wasn't really love at first sight. I mean, I certainly was attracted to him immediately when I saw him but it wasn't it wasn't love at first sight it was just oh yeah that's the person you're going to marry that's going to be your husband what crazy and so um you know now looking back i know i know that that was the holy spirit telling me that and why i don't know maybe because it was i was going to have to wait <laughs> five years to get a proposal actually four years it was four years before i got a proposal and then we got married about a year later so um maybe he planted that in my heart so i would hang in there you know for sure through the ups and downs um over the years because what happened was um i uh, you know, stayed at the University of Texas. Brian moved away to, he went to college in San Angelo, which was about three and a half hours away. And so, um, you know, our relationship was basically long distance the whole time. And, you know, it certainly wasn't easy to do that. And then after I graduated, I moved to Houston. He graduated. He moved to the ranch, which, you know, all of this cowboyishness, I didn't know about him when we met. Um, you know, we lived in Austin and it was hot. He's, you know, wearing his t-shirts and Tevas and, you know, and it wasn't until the summer was over and he was moving away. And, you know, I had never heard of San Angelo, which is pretty West, you know, kind of getting towards out in West, West Texas. And, you know, he started wearing Wranglers. I'm like, who, who are you? What? <laughs> so, um, which obviously ends up becoming significant, you know, down the road because um, I leave Houston to move. I left Houston to move to the ranch. So, um, so there were, you know, a lot of years there that just, I, we had to hang in there with each other, you know? So, um, so that was the first time. That was the first really significant time I felt like I'd heard from the Holy Spirit. And then, so the next time I was living in Houston, I was living in Houston, I was working and I was um, preparing to move to the ranch. So, like I said, you know, we both graduated, he moved to the ranch, I moved to Houston, you know, and um, we'd been dating for about four years. And I think part of what was taking so long to move forward and, um, you know, think about getting married was that he wanted to live in the country, you know, out in the country on this ranch. And I am a city girl. You know, and I think he was concerned about how this was going to go down. Like, can this work? <laughs> you know, can this work? And so he asked me to move out to Sonora and to try it out. So, um, so that's what I did. I told my, told my parents, you know, thank you for this amazing college education you've given me. I've worked a little bit. Now I'm going to quit my job and move out to the country and live with my boyfriend. 
on a ranch. So you can imagine they weren't all that thrilled about it. Um, but before I left, I remember, um, you know, I was thinking about what am I going to do out there? I did, at the time, I was a corporate recruiter. Well, there ain't nothing like that happening out here. You know, I had no idea what I was going to do. And so one night um, before I left, I think a couple weeks before I left, my friend and I were at a bar in Houston drinking beer and standing just, you know, I was just standing there at the bar um, drinking my beer. And I had this overwhelming sense. It was like, you're going to write a book. I mean, you know, what an odd place to just kind of have a revelation like that. No, I, nothing to do. I, I wasn't thinking about what's my job going to be when I moved to Sonora or anything like that. I was just hanging out with my friends, drinking beer when this overwhelming sense came over to me, it came over me, you're going to write a book. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, and at that time when it did come over me, I was like, well, maybe I'm just having this thought because subconsciously I'm so worried about quitting my job and what I'm going to do. And so maybe, you know, maybe my brain is just trying to supply me with some ideas like, yeah, you can write a book, you know? Um, and so I was like, wow, that's a thought. And so, you know, present day, have I written a book? Well, you know, I've, I've written my ebook, my Sugar Detox for Christians ebook. I also did write a book. It's a memoir about my experience of moving from Houston to the ranch, like, you know, big city girl has to leave Target and manicures and pedicures and her gym and restaurants and everything, you know, and move out to the country where, you know, on this ranch where there's no people around, you don't know anybody, there's horses, there's cattle. I mean, I didn't even grow up with a pet. So this is like a total out of my, you know, fish out of water for sure kind of situation. So I did write a memoir about that because um, it was it was a project I had to do for um, one of my classes in graduate school. So I did, I'd have that. I mean, I, I never did anything with it, but I mean, I've written, I've written a book and I've written an ebook. So I don't know if that's where it stops. I don't know if that's what God had in mind or if there is a book in me yet, but that was another significant time when I had a feeling like that come over me, you know, a thought like that come over me. So, all right, fast forward several more years, and um, it's about the time, it is the time, that um, my husband and I are trying to have a baby. And many of you know that I was diagnosed with unexplained infertility um, during, you know, that time that ultimately that I was having trouble, and that's the diagnosis I was given, um, which turned out to be fine. Um, as you know, I used um, nutrition and a really wonderful book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. And once I did that, I was pregnant six weeks later. So that was pretty incredible. But during that time, I received a phone call from, um, from my sister-in-law, who is two years younger than I am, had not been married as long. And she called to tell me that she was pregnant. Well, for those of you that have experienced, you know, this infertility type, this journey and somebody close to you, um, you know, is pregnant, it's hard. You know, it felt like a kick in the gut. It really did. And I'm like, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> you know, I'm so happy for you. And I was, I was happy for her, but it hurt, you know, and I remember getting off the phone with her 
and walking into my bedroom and screaming at God in my head. I was like, why is this happening? And immediately it was like he screamed back at me in my head because the word grace, it was like, you know, all caps, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, just so big in my head, grace. And I knew that was not of me because I was in no way feeling, thinking, wanting to think about grace in that moment. And, um, and what it felt was like, you need to learn some grace for yourself and for other people, you know, you need to learn grace. You need to give some grace. And, um, and it was very humbling. And it was the first time I really made that connection. Like, God is speaking to me. That was the first time I really, really felt like it was God. And maybe because I had screamed at him, God, why is this happening? And he answered right back, you know? And so I made that connection and it really kind of blew me away. Um, pretty amazing. So, um, and again, the story, you know, turned out well, and now I have three kiddos. Um, and so that's all good. And so the next time was several years later, when my firstborn was about, oh, he was about two and a half and we were still living at the ranch and um, we were, you know, considering getting a house in town, you know, moving to the big city of Sonora, this ginormous metropolis, which probably has about 2,500 people in it, 3,000. It kind of fluctuates depending on how the oil and gas business is doing, but um, very small town. And uh, we were looking at a house here and there was this one house that um, had been for sale, nobody bought it, and then it was about to be put up for auction. And we looked at it several times, you know, and so when it was about to be put up for auction, we did another walkthrough. And, uh, you know, I'm looking around and this house is really old, it's about a hundred, over 100 years old. And I remember thinking, I, you know, I could really live here. This is such a neat house. And I, I started thinking about worrying, you know, like, God, an auction. I mean, could we, who knows how that's going to turn out, you know? So I kind of started stressing about it and, um, but I was walking down the stairs and I had the overwhelming sense come over me. This is your house. You are going to get this house. And it just gave me just, I just sighed this big sigh of relief. And, you know, it was just, it was so strange, you know, I was in this kind of small space in the stairwell in the middle of the stairs. And it almost felt like the walls were closing in on me. I was just so kind of blown away. And, um, I was like, this is my house and this is my house. I'm standing in this house right now, recording this podcast and talking to you. So, um, and so we did get the house. We ended up buying it on the front lawn, um, on that auction day, which was, um, pretty cool, pretty cool way that it happened. So, and that's, you know, this is where we live now, all of this, all of these things unfolding you know, <laughs> this is nothing I could have ever imagined for my life. Also, something um, kind of significant to note is that this house that I live in is literally across the street from my church. Um, like there is no playing hooky here at all from church because I will stand on my front porch and it's like literally across the street. So, um, which, you know, I love, I love, we just walk to church every Sunday morning, um, which is pretty cool. 
But as I look back and look how this story unfolds, you know, meeting Brian, moving to the ranch, you know, um, living in this house literally across the street from my church. It's just, I'm like, God, you are so funny. Like this has got your hand, your will all over this. Because when I think about it, if I was still living in Houston, I don't think that I would have been in this place where I am in my faith, in my spiritual journey. I could see me being distracted and getting caught up in that busy city life, which is all I had ever known. And then, you know, moving here, things are slow around here, (laughs) y'all, you know? And when I moved here, I didn't know anybody. And I don't know if, you know, those people, if any of you have moved from a big city to a small town, it's kind of hard to break in to meet people because most people that live here, either grew up here, both the, you know, both people or the family grew up here, or at least one person is from here. Um, So for my husband and I to both, you know, kind of be outsiders and move here, it's hard to break in and meet people. And there were many years that we just kind of hung out at the ranch and um, did our own thing um, and didn't, you know, didn't have a lot of social interaction, which was okay with me in the beginning because I was just so enamored of Brian and all that stuff and so happy to be alone with him. But one thing, you know, it, one reason I started really going to church was that, you know, we would go to church to, we always went to church together. And, um, and so we would do that in hopes, you know, um, part of it just to meet people, to have some social interaction, you know, at least um, once a week, you know, I remember, I can remember going to the grocery store here in town and just, you know, I'd see somebody that kind of, I don't know, like a, a cute girl my age. And I'm like, you know, just making eye contact, like, please engage me. We could be friends, like send, sending her telepathic mass- messages, like, um, let's be friends. Let's talk. Come talk to me. You know, um, it was hard. It was hard making friends here. But, um, but of course we have now and it's, it's been wonderful and I love living here. But I started going to church. You know, we started going to church and then I started going to Bible study. I mean, really for the social aspect, quite honestly, um, the social aspect to be around people. And then when I had my first kid, I mean, then I really amped up going to Bible study. I was like, I can come here and drop my kid off with free childcare. I'm so in. I'm so in. <laughs> and so that's when I really um, started regularly going to Bible study and, um, and really growing my faith. I always call Bible study like um, therapy. You know, um, we would just really dig into these incredible topics and just hearing things I'd never heard before, you know, and just um, realizing that the Bible is a relevant life manual for today. It's not some book of rules that's imposed on us that, you know, we have to deal with. So, you know, because that's the rule we have to obey. It's there for our benefit. And so I just know that this was God's plan all along. Like I said, I could not have imagined it Um, you know, as a little girl, I, I really honestly didn't have a, like, I want to grow up and be a doctor or an astronaut or whatever. I I wanted to grow up and be a mom. That was about all I ever wanted to be. It's truly, I just always wanted to be a mother. Um, and I had no, you know, specific, 
um, ambitions, shall we say, about what to be, you know, for a profession. And so it is just amazing to me to see how my story has unfolded, to move here, for God to plot me down in front of my church, like you're gonna go to church, girl, and you gonna grow. You are gonna seek that meat. Um, and so, and, you know, and then end up going to nutrition school and then end up, you know, collaborating with God as being a nutritionist and bringing my faith and, um, and spirituality into my nutrition profession. It is, it still blows me away. It blows me away. And that's why I think it's so important, um, that I wanted to share all of that with you. You know, like I said, I, it's only when I was more mature in my faith, in my walk with the Lord, that I could look back and see that he was guiding me. I didn't know that was him in the moment. You know, I just, I, I didn't know, I didn't know what it was, you know, I just, um, but now looking back, I know that it was God guiding me along. And so what I want to impress upon you is just to be, number one, seek God, seek the meat, seek more in your spiritual life because there is so much more for you. You know, there's also the Bible verse that is, you know, basically, um, well, I'm going to totally mess this up, but it's, you know, what you put in is basically what you get out. You know, what, what is, what you meet is what is measured back into you. And it's so true. You know, it's, if you give a little bit of time to God, you know, stay in that, that, that more infant stage, the milk stage, and just never progress beyond that, you're not going to get as much out of your, um, your Christian life with that is so much available to you as if you would step out in faith and seek him on a daily basis, want to learn more, want to have a closer relationship with him. You know, I look at people, Christians, um, and just people that don't maybe have any spiritual affiliations, really being attracted to other religions, um, especially in Hollywood, um, but I see it a lot, you know, lost people that are attracted to other religions because they are attracted to this, you know, the Zen and the peace and just kind of this mystical vibe that they think um, other religions have the market cornered on. And I want to be like, hey, yo, we got mystical and supernatural all up in here. You know, I don't know why it is not more readily known. Um, I guess that's something to say about our our churches. And I don't know what that commentary is on. But, I, you know, this, this is miraculous, y'all. This is connecting with God, feeling the Holy Spirit in this supernatural way. This is on earth as it is in heaven. This is where the earthly realm and the heavenly realms collide. This is, I came for them to have life and have it more abundantly. This is what is available to us when we are seeking it, you know, and when we know about it. And that is why I'm here to tell you, I am no special snowflake when it comes, you know, when it comes to this, I 
have no, um, you know, theological training. I am just a girl who wants to love Jesus better and that, you know, wants to, um, wants to increase this relationship with him. I didn't know that I would be getting this amazing, uh, you know, this amazing, amazing guidance and this amazing relationship back in return, but it has been the biggest blessing and it just blows my mind over and over. And it's only because, you know, I have been seeking him all these years that I felt, like I said, emboldened to ask for the signs, you know, and that, and then to hear him respond to me, I just, um, it just continues to blow me away. And so I wanted to share that with you today. I want you to be seeking. I want you to be open. I want you to be expecting. I want you to be receiving what is there. I want you to recognize when the Holy Spirit is talking to you and trying to, you know, give you um, some guidance. It is so helpful. You know, it just, our lives can unfold in such um, miraculous ways, in ways we could have never imagined. You know, his ways are bigger than our ways. He can do more for us than we could ever imagine. I could have never imagined um, where I am in my life right now. And thank God, you know, thank God that I'm here. I truly feel like, um, you know, that I'm aligned in his purpose and his will for me. And it is because I've been open and seeking him, seeking more relationship with him all along. So um, I hope that that inspires you. And I would love to know how you, you know, how you've heard from the Holy Spirit. Um, or if this, if this rings a bell in your head, like, oh my gosh, that was the Holy Spirit. And I just didn't realize it because yeah, it is, it can be just those thoughts in your head and you think, what is that? You know, I have some kind of magic power in my head or is it, you know, my subconscious or what is, what is going on here? Um, or you just have this really strong intuition, this really big gut feeling. I read somewhere along the way that intuition is the messenger of the spirit. And so don't discount that as the Holy Spirit guiding you. So I would love to hear, um, I would love to hear your, your thoughts on this. Leave us a review. Um, in iTunes, tell me when you've heard from the Holy Spirit, what resonated with you? Leave comments on Facebook. I love to hear, I love to know what you're thinking. I love to know if this jogged something in that brain of yours or inspired you in some way. I'm so grateful um, to have this time with you. I thank you for listening. I know your time is valuable. I hope it filled you spiritually. I hope it filled your spiritual bucket for the week and just um, makes you feel wonderful and empowered and just excited, excited to seek more of God in your life. So thanks again for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.